0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I am your host, Austin Gerke. Hope you guys had a wonderful week, and hope you guys have a great weekend. But, before you're off to that wonderful week, you gotta get through an episode of this lovely The Austin's Audit Podcast. I know I just stumbled over myself there, but today is a jam-packed show. A lot of topics to get to, get to the Major League Baseball picks i uh, give you my thoughts on the trade deadline. In fact, what's going on in San Diego, especially, you know, with Hayter and now Juan Soto. I'm going to give you my thoughts on the trade deadline. Plus, the news of Deshaun Watson's suspension earlier on Monday, and then later on, in fact, yesterday, the NFL appealed the ruling, so we're back to square one. As far as that story goes, I'll give you my thoughts on that as well. But before we do all this, gotta give homage to a great broadcaster in his own right. Although he broadcasted for the Dodgers and yeah. Okay. Still a legend in his own right. He deserves the respect. He did pass away earlier this week. Vin Scully. Rest in peace. Not doing a moment of silence because it's too much of a video show here, so I can't have too much silence, but rest in peace, Finn. You are a legend. You deserve it. And every bit of praise you've gotten this, every bit of praise you've gotten this week, it is well deserved. So rest in peace, Finn, and we'll see you on the other side. Meanwhile, let's get to the show. Let's go ahead. I'm gonna go I'm gonna give you the NASCAR pick first. Uh, they are in Michigan this weekend. I'm gonna go. Tyler Reddick won at the road course. The last time it was at a two-mile oval. Last time NASCAR made it to a two-mile oval. Uh, Kyle Larson won. That was back in Fontana way back in February. So I'm gonna go ahead and use, or not use, but I'm gonna go ahead take Kyle Larson as the primary pick if, for some weird reason, like Pocono is the reason why. now for the picks, I do backup situations. If, in the event that Kyle Larson wrecks or any weird scenario, uh, backup choice has to be the guy to beat right now. Although, that ending at Indy Six days ago, didn't go well for Chase Elliott. I still think he is the car to beat. So I'm going to go with the Hendrick one, two. Uh, Kyle Larson, top choice, backup choice, Chase Elliott. And we'll see how that goes. So those are the picks there. Let's go ahead, jump into the baseball picks, and then I'll give you my thoughts on the trade deadline and then jump you into the NFL stories. From Brian Flores to Deshaun Watson. That's how I'm going to wrap up this show. But first, let's go ahead and give the baseball picks and the thoughts on the trade deadline. As far as the games go, of course, the Yankees will be on this list. you got Yankees, Cardinals, three-game series at Busch Stadium. Um, that, of course, is always series number one. As far as the trade deadline goes for my favorite team, of course, I okay, it worked out. Okay. I mean, they didn't get Luis Castillo, who's now in Seattle and in his debut as a Mariner, did shut down the Yankees very well. And Garrett Cole gave up seven runs on Wednesday, which is a little bit of an alarming sign, especially in October. You know, his last two starts have not been the dominant Garrett Cole esque that all us Yankee fans know it to be but you know it's gonna take a while for a lot of these trade picks to get in you know we still have not seen frankie montage yet he's still on the bereavement list although he's supposed to make a series finale start in st louis on sunday uh we'll see how that goes as far as the other the only trade and i hope all of you up in new york are listening to this the trade for Harrison Bader, who right now has plantar fasciitis, just does not make any sense at all. The Montas one, that's plan B because they tried to get Castillo and Seattle just had more picks. But uh, the Trevi—you know—the Trevino one that went with Montas, yeah, okay, that's a package deal. You're gonna get it either way. But the trade that doesn't make sense is why are you getting rid of Jordan Montgomery? Might I remind you, it is not Jordan Montgomery that has been struggling. I'm not even talking about Garrett Colton for a second. I'm going into the deep dive of the rotation here. Um, why did you get rid of Montgomery? If you're going to trade a starter, you should have traded Tyone. Because you notice... Tyone got the start the day Montgomery got traded, and the, you know, he gave up four runs, albeit three of those earned. But I, I, it just doesn't make sense. And besides, Harrison Bader still is in a protective walking boot, so he's not even close to ready to even do baseball activities yet. And yet, you traded away at least your Game Three starter in a Division Series format. Away? I. I'm just. When I saw that trade, I had to shrug my head, I had to shrug my shoulders and go, "Wait, what?" But anyway, let's get to the games. Let's go ahead and do this. Uh, Yankees Cardinals, of course, is Series Number One. Series number two, it started yesterday with Verlander continuing his dominance last night. But Astros and Guardians, game two of a four-game series in Cleveland. That's series number two. Series number three in a battle of the a- NL East. Mets and the Braves. Uh, DeGrom made his debut, what was it, back on Wednesday. And, eh, okay, Mets lose 5-1, to one, but considering it's his first game back, And I think over a year, because I think he was another one of the pitchers that I had. Tommy John, Cindergaard was the other. But, eh, okay. It's your first game back. We'll give props on that. Uh, Game number four, a battle of playoff contenders between the Twins and... And the Blue Jays game and series number five, the Battle of Southern California. And I'm gonna spend a lot of this show. I'm gonna spend a lot of this segment on the Padres, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw in the Angels and the Mariners. Speaking of the other team that made waves, got Angels and Mariners series number six. So again, here are the six series to watch this weekend. Angels, Mariners, Padres, Dodgers, the Blue Jays and the Twins. The Mets and the Braves, the Astros and the Guardians, and the Yankees and the Cardinals. Those are your series to watch this weekend. But I want you to focus, especially out here in Southern California, and with the passing event on Tuesday, we're going to make this a little Dodgers, Dodgers-centric here. Although, although, it's not exactly dodger centric It's more of a question of what is going on in San Diego. Now, a little BTS here. San Diego is one of my favorite cities, but as far as the baseball team is concerned, they have not done a whole lot of anything for most of my life. And granted, this season, they're still the five seed going behind Atlanta. And right now, if the wild card series were to start right now, I would still take Atlanta in a two out of three series. No question. I think Atlanta would take it in three right now. Over the Padres. But the Juan Soto trade. Does. Intrigue it a little bit. The Padres don't have a shot to win the title now. I think they just have too much. Of. Question as to. When is Tatis coming back. You gave up a. Whole heck of a lot. Just to get a guy. That. And really they got two if you want to count Josh Bell. But. You have Hader in your back end. You give up the leader in saves in Taylor Rodgers for a guy who is, what, middle of the road as far as a reliever? Yes, I understand what Hader has been. But on this show, we don't focus on what you've been. We focus on what you do now. And right now, Josh Hader, I don't even think, at least to my recollection, my recollection, I don't even think he made the All Star team. And yet the Padres decided to go get him and let Milwaukee almost run away with the NL Central. But as far as the Padres go with Juan Soto, you don't have a shot this year, but maybe in 2023 or certainly 2024. You better at least win the NL West at least once. You better, at least with this new format, you better at least get a bye in 2023 or 2024. I don't think you'll catch the Dodgers now. The Dodgers have caught, you know, they've got depth everywhere. They swept San Francisco this week. I, eh, it's just... The Dodgers right now are the team to beat in the NLs. They are the best team in the National League. And I just don't see the Padres catching them now. Now, what does Juan Soto provide, really, that the Padres didn't have? What? Right. Seriously, what? Offense? They had plenty of it. It's not... It's not the Yankees where you're clobbering home runs every game. No. But their offense is solid enough. Their pitching rotation, especially with Musgrove, right now, the Padres, right now, would probably go Musgrove game one, you Darvish in game two, and if necessary, you gotta go Blake Snell in game three. Maybe that's about it. If you're the Padres. But... Juan Soto is a bat, he's already won the title, he's a young superstar, Preller wanted to go all in, and maybe it will work. It just won't work, right now. I'm sorry, it won't. Do I like Juan Soto going to the Padres? Sure. Sure. I mean, the Yankees could have easily traded away Joey Gallo and gotten Juan Soto at the same time, and... You would have saved Aaron Judge from having to play two different positions in the field, you know, because that's why the Yankees apparently got Harrison Bader. It's to save Aaron Judge from playing center field for the rest of the second half of the season and save his bat for October. But you could have done that. Any team could have done that, but Preller had the balls. It's not going to work right now, but. And maybe this is way, 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 way too early. But this Juan Soto trade will get the Padres to not only make the playoffs, but I think they'll be the two seed for 2023. That's all this trade is for. It's for next year. It's for 2024 and 2025 because I think he's under contract for three. He's under control for three more years. That means... He's going to be a Padre for at least three. If that's all this trade actually was, it's not for right now. They gave up way too much for it to do now. You let Eric, you wanted Eric Hosmer to go to D.C., and he just said, nope, I ain't doing that. I want to be a part of a contending team, and I applaud Eric Hosmer for that. But, you know, and Boston has him now, and Boston's still... Wallowing in the AL East a little bit, trying to become a wild card team, you know, where the Orioles are actually better than you. Eh, okay, so Eric Hosmer, you went from one East Coast team to another. All right, whatever. But as far as the Padres go, they're getting the headline trade. They're getting the A plus trade. It's not going to help them win the title now. Not this year. No, I still think. Right now, and that's a big if. Right now, it's Dodgers Yankees again. I know I say it every year. I say it every year, but it's going to be the Dodgers and Yankees. The only wrench to that is the Houston Astros or the Atlanta Braves. Again, we might get a World Series rematch either way. Again, I'll be doing pick. I'll be doing uh, the playoff preview. In early October for all my baseball fans. But as far as the Padre trade goes, congratulations, you got the splash, you got the player. But this isn't a win now mode. It's not real. it's not a win now mode. Because even if the Padres do, let's say they do beat the Braves. Okay, we're playing hypotheticals on this show. I don't do it very often. But let's say they do. All right, you beat the Braves. You then have to go into L.A., which you have barely done all year, and win three. At least you got to win one. You got to win one game at Dodgers Stadium. And maybe by that time, Walker Buehler will be back. He'll probably be starting game one. If not him, it'll be Tony Gonsolin, who still, I believe to this day, still has an ERA at least at two. In fact, I want to see who's starting tonight, so I have a better idea. Let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to cram this all in, but let's see who's starting tonight. Uh ta ta, ta. Yeah see? It's Tony Gonslin against Sean Maniah. Okay? Gonslin right now has a two forty one ERA. A two forty one ERA while Sean Mania is a four. Well, right now, he would probably, let's play the hypothetical again, you got Dodgers, Padres, Sean Minaya right now would be a swing bullpen guy right now. He would be the swing starter. He would be that dude where if Bob Melvin, which he probably does, if he believes in the opener concept, remember the Rays do it all, the Rays used to be the Pioneers of doing it, now everybody does it, but Remember, you would have a bullpen guy started and then you have the quote unquote bolt guy. That right now is Sean Maniah. Okay? And in a three out of five, you gotta win at least, at least one game in LA, and I don't think the Padres could do that right now. That's why, yeah, this trade is great. It's headline. It's headline worthy. But It's not for this year. It's for 2023. So that's really my take on this trade deadline thing. It's this trade deadline stuff. The teams got what they got. The Yankees sure did. The Dodgers got what they wanted, which was more bullpen depth. They're going to get more guys coming back from the IL. So they'll get some in return. The Yankees missed out on Luis Castillo, but hopefully with Frankie Montas... At least it's a nice plan B. And then everybody else just got whatever they needed. Houston got more offense out of the bottom of their order. Atlanta got more pitching depth, especially in their bullpen. So everything's ready to go at this point. And this will be a fun two months of the season. With that, I'm going to wrap up the show with the final topics of the day. And that is the Deshaun Watson scenario. And the Brian Flores stuff. As far as Brian Flores goes, okay, cool. You got the Dolphins to snitch. You're still not going to be a head coach. Or, you know, you snitched on the Dolphins. Congratulations. Steven Ross had to pay a million and a half dollars. You gave up a 2023 first round draft pick. I know the mainstream media wants you to believe that The first round draft picks mean something, but it might not. And I'm in the camp that says draft picks don't mean that much unless they produce right away. And most of these first rounders, it's a 50-50 proposition. And okay, so you lose the 2023 first round draft pick. Congratulations. Doesn't mean much. So what? Uh, Stephen Ross losing a million and a half dollars. So what? He could probably make that back in a month. The, you know, so as far as the Brian Flores situation goes, all right, you caught Miami doing something they shouldn't have done. But in the end, people like myself still consider you a weak, spineless snitch. So nothing truly changed the mind there. And as far as Deshaun Watson goes, I'm going to wrap the show up with this. The NFL just put us back to square one again. That's all it did. All the NFL had to do was just go with the ruling. Remember, back on Monday, uh, the NFL, the judge, the neutral arbitrator ruled that, yeah, Deshaun can have six games. Based on precedence, yeah, okay, let's do that. Six games, fine. The NFL didn't like the punishment. They had the ability to appeal, and they're going to appeal. My only question is this. Why? Why? There is no need for it. Why? The dude has sat out for a year. Yes, what he's done off the field is gross. What the the Texans helped him do was disgusting enough as it is. But at this point... What is the NFL trying to do? I know there are plenty of people on Twitter who want more. Want him out of the league for being a pervert and being really gross. But seriously? This is this is nuts. Because now you're putting Cleveland back in the limbo that they were at the start of training camp. This is nuts. This is... It's just insane so congratulations NFL in trying to not be the judge and jury and executioner you still are one of the three actually you're still all three by appealing this decision and now we might not know until the start of the season which is surprisingly enough five weeks from yesterday so congrats that's all you did. You made it worse. All right. With that, I'm going to go ahead and lock up the show for today. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gurky. I'll see you guys next Friday. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to this show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud as well, plus Samsung Music. You can watch this show on Rumble.com. Just go on Rumble.com, search for the username ADGerkey after you create the account. Again, just search for ADGerkey, the username. That is A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that is A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos, click subscribe, and you will be, and you'll have, I shouldn't say be, you'll have all 399 beautiful episodes of this show. Again, that is the Austin's Audit Podcast. Just search for AD Gurkey on Rumble. For Instagram and other social media platforms on Instagram, you can either follow me at Austi Spamanti, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Again, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I on Instagram. Or you can search for the show's hashtag, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also search for the show's Facebook page, just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast on Facebook. And for post-episode interactions, you can also follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Again, that's at Austin underscore on Twitter for post-episode interaction. But until then, have a great weekend. Have a great rest of your week next week. And I will see you guys next Friday. Until then, peace out. I'll see you tomorrow. And it is time for the weekend. Rest in peace, Vince Gulley. I'm out.